The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Welcome into another Thursday edition of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Haley Sutton, Aisha Morrison, Jess Navarez with you on this lovely Thursday. we got OTAs coming up later this afternoon. Uh, but before we get to today, let's talk about what happened last week, because that was our first media availability to hang out with the guys, get to chat with them. Uh, see kind of what they've been up to this offseason and, and really see a glimpse of what this team could start to look like as we get closer and closer to training camp and then preseason and then the kickoff of the 2023 season. Now, I was not here last week, obviously. You ladies held it down for us. So I kind of want to default to you just to kind of start things off. What did you see last week in OTAs in that media availability that you were impressed with? Let's talk practice first, and then we'll kind of get into what the players had to say. But just from a practice standpoint, what did we see? And again, I want to back up really quick here because OTAs are so tricky because it's really kind of a tease, right? And especially with this organization because they've had some issues sticking to the NFL guidelines with the new CBA and all of that. So I know the focus this year is to really make sure they're not going over their practice time or doing anything that's going to get them any penalties later in the summer. So that being said, what did you see at practice? Aisha, I'll go to you first that uh, maybe stood out to you. Um, So I I think the biggest thing that stood out to me um, looking at the offense and just kind of looking at now granted they're running drills and they're they're doing seven on seven but the tempo of of things seems right just it seems sped up it seems like they really want to focus on focus on efficiency but they want to be able to play fast and then when you also look at the addition of Deuce Vaughn, Tony Pollard actually got some reps, which was crazy to even see um, with his uh, with his recovery. But then you start, and then Kevontae Turpin got some wide receiver, you know, reps as well. The uptick in speed on the offensive side of the ball really looks real. Not only the tempo and the cadence and everything, but just the additions that you have made seem like you want to be able to play fast. And to them, it sounds like fast means can also uh, counteract with efficiency. And that's was that was what stood out to me the most um, last week. Oh, that's a perfect way to put it. Oh, my goodness, yes. And hitting the nail right on the head because it was like their communication took a took a step up and, and they took a notch up with really emphasizing the communication. And you can see it. You can tell that everybody is on the same page together. You know, they are really taking uh, – what, what is it? Taking call to – what it means to be an efficient offense with the communication factor. What stood out for me was, you know, obviously we went in there looking at at our own individual players and and wanting to see individual things. I was really focused on the wide receiver group because Mm -hmm. I wanted to see how they mesh together. And let me just say, Brandon Cook's speed, that is a real thing. I, I thought lightning flashed in the Absolutely. in the Ford Center when we were watching them. But um, what I liked is how he would individually work with these guys. So I saw him from the time we were in there, and we were in there for, what, an, an hour? hour. Yeah. Um, I saw him talking to Cavante on the side. I saw him talking to MG on the side. I saw him talking to CeeDee Lamb on the side. So uh, what I really liked about it is that, when we're talking about Brandon Cooks, it's one thing that we're hearing it and we're we're hearing it from the guys saying, yeah, veteran leadership, and we know he brings that. But to see it and within that hour, and that's not even a long time in retrospect, 
uh, just seeing him personally work with those guys and showing them arm motions and just moving their body physically to show them things, it was really awesome to, to see. So um, I was honed in on that. Uh, Aisha talked about Kevante getting wide receiver reps. We saw that. He was also the only guy taking uh, returner reps. Mm -hmm. So that's something to note. Um, another reminder that, yes, everything is still speculation and we're still keeping an eye on that. Um, Deuce was fast from what I saw. I got to see Deuce. There, there was two separate um, wings playing. So you had these guys playing over here. So we kept like getting whiplash going back and forth watching. Um, it just looked good. It looked good. It looked where it needed to be from where they left off last season. Yeah. I have loved, because I went back and listened to a few of the guys. Uh, we've had, like, the absolute craziest week with media days and, yeah. and everything else under the sun. But I went back and listened to a couple of the guys, and one of them that I listened to was Brandon Cooks. And, uh, you know, we've heard him talk about how important it is for him to be a leader to this group. Um, and I, it, it's interesting to me when you see still the conversations surrounding him and even Stefan Gilmore and how they're <laughs> washed and how they're not going to be as impactful as we're thinking. And obviously... Obviously, that comes from fans or it comes from, you know, opposite fan base uh, supporters. And so there's there's a lot of talk, but it's really refreshing to know that, you know, the locker room still remains what it was from last season, where they are still relying on that trust from you know, the guys within the group, and they're not listening to a lot of the outside noise. And something else that really stood out to me as well, we talk about how, you know, the word for the last season has been resilience, and that's been their word, and that's kind of what they're focused on. The word that I kept hearing thrown around in between Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott was purpose. Yeah. And Dak kept saying that purpose is what he's focused on right <laughs> now. And I loved how he broke that down because, you know, purpose at face value is a pretty – it's a pretty easy word to understand, right? It's your goal. It's what you want to do. It's it's why you're doing it. But he took it a step further. It was not just, you know, the purpose of his passes, but the purpose of conversations he's having with his head coach in terms of getting better and getting used to having a play caller. It's purpose when he's speaking to some of those younger guys and trying to make sure that they can all get on the same page so that those interceptions don't happen again. Um, so it's sounding like to me that purpose is what's going to drive them this year. I, I'm interested to talk to the guys today just to see if that word continues to to pop up and resonate. But, again, with OTAs, it's so challenging because, you know, we can only see what we can see and yeah. we can only speculate what we can speculate. But uh, it feels pretty refreshing. It feels pretty interesting. I, I was kind of reading along as well on our website. Patrick had some really good nuggets mm -hmm. um, as far as some stuff that he talked about. He mentioned Kevante Turpin. Uh, he mentioned Michael Gallup feeling yes. much more like Absolutely. himself. Yes, uh, yeah. I saw my yesterday at media days and yeah. got to chat with him he says he's feeling good he's feeling excited uh so that'll be good for him as well um and then something else that i thought was kind of cool to look forward to uh he talked about mozzie smith and he talked about how mozzie was already working his way mm -hmm. into that defensive line and not only working his way in but he's being double teamed yeah so yeah he was yeah. in practice you can yes. already tell the kind of threat that he's going to be as well i mean if this yeah. if this offensive line feels like they have to double team against him I can imagine yep. what the Giants will have to worry about in week one so a lot of fun stuff there anything else that stood out to you guys I wanted to add on to what you said about purpose because I'm so I'm so glad you brought it up because yep. it slipped my mind because it stood out to both of us when we kept hearing it yeah. I think that that's also important. Um, it's so funny because when you're a kid, your parents tell you, like, you're not supposed to ask why. Yeah. Like, when they tell you to do something, you're you supposed to it. just do it. <laughs> yep. But if you're really trying to come together as a team, make guys better, the understanding of 
why are we running this play right now to counter what the defense is doing? Why is this the, why is this the game plan? Why are we throwing out these packages instead of these packages? We might see guys offensively in, a, in a one game that we might not see in the next game and on the defense as well. I think um, that that's very healthy communication for a team to build, you know, to build confidence. And that's another thing too. They're confident. You can feel mm-hmm. the confidence. And I think that's because they know why they're doing what they're doing, why the reasons yep. why they're running certain plays and these installations and stuff. So I'm so glad you brought that up. I wanted to just add that. I feel like that's important for this team's growth as well. Yeah, and the the word purpose, it's funny because Aisha and I were sitting next to each other in the press conference with Mike McCarthy, and he said, play, call, purpose. He talked about PCP, mm-hmm. and we kind of smacked each other, and we boom, were boom, like, boom. yes, that, that is it. Because he was asked, "Have you how much time extra time have you spent with Dak while you're kind of restructuring the offense as it stands right now with the play calling in the playbook and he said there's never enough time spent but you know no worries football is a t- uh, football talk is part of it um it's more of a collaborative play calling and so then he went into talking about pcp play call purpose and dak even mentioned that too when he was talking um so again knowing why they're doing it and being on the same page about it and I think just being more collective about it being able to say hey this didn't work for me because of xyz and Mike McCarthy actually taking you know taking that for what it is and saying okay well then let's try this I think it's just more collaboration more than anything is what you're seeing so PCP that was uh something that we learned last week something else I wanted to mention too about um everything that we saw was the kicker situation because that's a big storyline uh Patrick and I were sitting next to each other when when we were watching Tristan uh kick he made six of his eight attempts and the two that he missed were I want to say closer to the 30 and then it was closer to the 45 I want to say um not for sure but again we were kind of talking looking back and Mm -hmm. forth on both sides of the field here when this was happening um but Overall, I mean, I, I got to chat with him at Media Days just briefly, and I said, how are you feeling? He said, I feel good. <laughs> good. Uh, you need to. So uh, the kicker situation's good. You mentioned MG. Talked to him at Media Days yesterday as well, and he looked like he had a pep in his step. I mean, he just mm-hmm. looked. His little ponytail. He like looked my like Michael Gallup again. He wears that little ponytail. Yes. Weak. Yes, it'd be flopping. <laughs> He's like right on top of his I told head. him, I said, you got yes. some hang time now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it was it was cool. It was really great getting to catch up with the guys for the first time since I mean last season. And the last time we got to talk to them was obviously not uh, of good spirits because of how the season had ended. But to see them refreshed, ready to go, recharged, and in in a new spirit is really good to see. Yeah, and and for for reference as well, when we talk about media days, the Cowboys held uh, an internal media day yesterday, so just to get all of the video yesterday and uh, Tuesday, yeah. uh, but just to get all the videos of like the you know the video board stuff that you see at AT and T Stadium. Uh, our incredible graphic designer Zenobia did a photo shoot so she could get all of her pictures for yeah. all of the cool graphics and stuff that you guys see on social media. Uh, she's also designed the pole banners and the uh, video board outside of the Ford Center as well. So, so I know she's like yep. my favorite person ever. The best. Um, so a lot of good stuff as well. They they did some stuff with social media. So a lot of cool yeah. stuff coming out with those guys. And so when we talk about media days, that's what we're referring to. Um, 
Before I get back to that, I did want to mention uh, you talked about the kicking situation with Tristan Viscano. Yeah. Um, Viscano. Viscano. Vis- have we decided how to say his last name? I think name? it's Viscano. Viscano. I th- okay. I, th- I promise I will never mess that up again. I'm gonna let y'all do it. Viscano. Viscano. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting when you when you talk about the kicker position because two weeks ago Bones Fossil said you know anyone who has a kicking leg is, is available. Hey, to, I thought to of you. Start. I did. Haley. Immediately, I, I said. I know. I know. Haley's available. I know. In the building. I, I, uh, <laughs> I've thought about it. Uh, I, I do plan on having a conversation with Bones about getting me a tryout. I think I'm qualified enough. Uh, I got to get through this kickball season that we're having here with the Cowboys first before I can see if you're in your competitive mode. You might as well just keep it on and keep going. Go talk to Bones, see what he says. You oh, never know. my goodness. Um, but in terms of Vis- uh, Tristan Viscano, uh, there's not really any competition for him right now, you know, so you take what he's doing with a grain of salt. Right. But I did just want to mention, I, I Googled free agent kickers just to see who's available on the market right now. Obviously, Robbie Gould is available out of the 49ers. Ryan Suckup from the Buccaneers. Uh, Brett Maher is still available. Uh, Matt Prater from the Cardinals. He also spent time with the Lions. Uh, Kai Forbath um, is also available from the Commanders. And then... Uh, when I opened this up, I was surprised because I saw Dan Bailey's name on this list. I didn't realize that his contract Call him uh, up. had Call already him up ex- right now. is coming up. So, uh, <laughs> I would, uh, listen, Kai, Kai, Kai was that guy when he was here. Yeah, like, Kai Corbett. It wasn't that long, but he was that guy. <laughs> no, no, Dan Bailey was money, though. Yeah. Remember, the, those were the glory days I when know, you could sit Dan, back and you're man. like, Dan Bailey's in? We're could great. go potty we're and good. everything. Yeah, you were like, so, I, can, I can go take my potty break. I know it's going to be a solid when I come back out. And uh, yeah, Dan, that's interesting. Yeah, actually, a lot of so a lot of guys on that list. So that'll be something to keep an eye out for. And something else that I found uh, intriguing from Mike's press conference, um, and even previously when we got to talk to the coordinators, was their interest in the XFL and the yeah. USFL. That is something yeah. that really has become not just like a, a blip or a backseat option, but it's cool to see how that is becoming such a viable place to find players. Mm-hmm. And they've been speaking about it in terms of finding a kicker from there. So uh, yep. now we're going to have to start doing some research on the XFL and the USFL guys too. So um, a lot of fun opportunities for these guys here in OTAs. Now they will obviously continue practicing today. We'll get to talk to them later. Uh, but something I want to talk about when we get back on this other side of the break is the offensive line because I have a feeling there's still going to be some shuffling. It's not really solidified. Um, So let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we are going to talk offensive line on the Dallas Cowboys here on Girls Talk Boys Talk. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one with a bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844-326-6266. That's 844-326-6266 or go to MyBariatricSolutions.com. Past, present, and future football watchers. You know why we're here. The football season is back! 
And since that's too amazing to miss a single second's worth, Pepsi is officially giving you permission to always put football first. Like, maybe those in-laws are back in town. Well, better hope they're football fans because your Sunday is completely booked. Long story short, crack open a Pepsi and don't let anything get between you and your football watching. With love, Pepsi. Made for football watching. <sighs> that's what I like. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and pitaya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome back to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw. We're going to talk a little offensive line and some freed-up cap space. But first, we're going to go to Jess. Let's talk tacos and tunes real quick, because you can head to the Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium for the Dallas Cowboys Tacos and Tunes Festival, presented by Miller Light, rescheduled to Saturday, June 3rd from 3 to 8 p.m. Enjoy a variety of tacos and food truck options while you sip on cold drinks and listen to live music. Admission and parking for the Dallas Cowboys Tacos and Tunes Festival are free. Visit ATNTStadium.com slash tacos and tunes for more info. And we will see you there. Tacos, tunes, all the things, Dallas Cowboys. Oh my goodness, count me in. I know. I think I'm gonna try to go to that because the first Sounds date good. the the first original date, I, I can't even remember when it was at this point, it was but I wasn't a able few to weeks go. Back. Yeah. And then it, the weather and, mm-hmm. and all of that. But um yeah, that's tacos, tunes. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I love yeah. that. Yeah, we'll go celebrate. This was on earlier as well on uh I always reference our TV. I wish you guys could see whenever I just point <laughs> at crazy. the TV. Uh, they're counting down the top, I think, the best teams in NFL history. Mm. The Cowboys have been on here twice since I've been here, uh, since about 940. So uh, we're showing. watching Emmett Smith run yeah. into the end zone. Uh, we love it. We love when America's team is recognized for the things and the accomplishments that they have done in the storied franchise. So shout out to our Dallas Cowboys. And speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, let's talk a little bit about the offensive line. It's kind of been a little bit of a question mark ever since the team lost Terrence Steele last season um, against the Texans. He tore his ACL and his MCL, but uh, super positive recovery process for him. You know, he's been working all season, off season. We've seen him out on the field. Uh, and then obviously getting to speak to him yesterday at media days, he's locked in, he's loaded, he feels good. He feels like he's making good progress. Um, so that's exciting, but it also means that for at least the temporary, uh, that means Tyron Smith is still working at right tackle as they continue to shuffle the line around. Uh, now, it'll be interesting what the starting offensive line will actually look like because they lost s- some key pieces. Connor McGovern is no longer a part of this team, so that'll be a, a gap to fill. Uh, you do get Tyler Biotish, and you do, you know, you have Tyler Smith as well, but uh, I'm just curious to see how they're going to utilize who where because what I don't want to see is another situation where like yes we have the versatility for guys to play you know wherever and they're and they're you know willing to do that but I want a strong offensive line I want to give Dak a chance this (laughs) year I want to give our running backs an opportunity to get through and and find some holes I want to give our tight ends an opportunity to get involved in the offense and not be so laser focused on blocking all the time Uh, so I really want to see some continuity from this offensive line and so my question to you ladies is where do 
do you see that continuity being? Where do you still see holes where this offensive line should be focusing on during this offseason mm-hmm. OTAs? And I know it's a loaded question. That's yeah. why I'm asking you guys. No, it's okay. I wrote down, <laughs> Lord, who's going to play left guard? <laughs> In my notes. Um, because, listen, I, I, I really feel like with Terrence Steele, listening to him, talking to him, not sure. You can't guarantee when he's going to be ready. But if he is not ready, I think that Tyron, uh, Tyron is going to uh, take on right tackle. Michael Gelkin, men- he mentioned it in an article uh, this week, is that he really does feel as though that would be the move. So then your question is, like, so who, if Tyler is your left tackle, because he's been taking, at, at practice, he took reps there, who's your left guard? And so really for me is looking at, the battle at left guard right now and the coaches seem like they have faith in Chumui Doga however that is a competition and Matt Farniok took quite a few snaps at center but he also took reps at left guard and haven't gotten to see a whole bunch of Matt Farniok but the film that I was able to watch from him against Philly uh, a couple years ago and just what he's able to do he does play with some power um, and I, I just I feel like this offensive line is going to be as of right now, there's so many question marks, but it's very contingent on where Terrence is in his yeah. recovery and stuff. And I, I think a lot of what they're doing right now is prevent, kind of preventative things and trying to figure out what's going to work if he is not ready to go week one. Yeah, and something to mention, too, was that Zach Martin didn't participate in OTA. So what we saw was a very different O-line without Zach Martin. Yes. So it was not weird to think it about. It was like, so ugh. weird. Yeah. It was, it was I just, never want to see this team without <laughs> no. that man and <laughs> at his rightful <laughs> position <laughs> it was it was very weird seeing it but so what what we saw most I think during OTAs among the shuffle was you saw Tyler Smith at left tackle at left guard you had Matt Farniok center you had Tyler Biotish right guard you had Josh Ball who was getting good reps at right guard and then you had um, Tyron Smith at right tackle so again this is without Zach Martin so this is not your set in stone this is the first media day we got to go see OTAs right so take what we say with a grain of salt because it's not set in stone but um yeah that that was stressful watching and it was interesting because I did talk to uh Tyler Viotish a lot I talked to him in the locker room after OTAs and then I spent media day with him where we had a bit of a wait so I, I probably was with him for an hour if not a little bit longer than that so we had nothing but time uh to talk about things and so I asked him I said does this make you nervous? The fact that, you know, nothing is really set in stone. You don't have your staple guys in every set position of this O-line. And he said, no, because what we do get is we get this shuffle and I'm able to learn how to communicate and have that cadence with every single person, no matter who it is, because it really starts from him and then it works its way out um, for the communication factor of it. So he said, I'm not worried about the communication. And if I feel like there's a little bit of a drop off of communication with somebody, I make sure to go work with them individually, one-on-one to figure out what the issue is. Um, So that was, that was reassuring to hear that Tyler Biotish can, can kind of make it work with whoever, but um, that that was what I saw. So, yeah. I wonder Take if that's that the new thing, though. Like, you mentioned Haley. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. you're good. I was but, I, I, but you, <laughs> you mentioned continuity. And that's something that, through the NFL, we always hang our hat on as far as offensive line. You want continuity. You want continuity. But with it being 17 games in a season now, yeah, I it feels as though this coaching staff is – 
preparing for those scenarios because we've seen in the last couple of years, specifically with this team, is that injuries happen. <laughs> injuries happen, yeah. and you have to learn on the fly. And them kind of being preventative about that and seeing what they have in these guys right now is is what's happening. And so I, I want that to your point. I wonder if that is going to be if this is kind of the new standard is like yes you want continuity you want the best five and everything but is it likely that that best five is going to finish out the whole 17 game season right. let's prepare for the worst I guess you know right yeah I, you mentioned Josh Ball and I he's a guy who I actually have circled on like someone who I'm paying attention to this offseason yeah. because I wasn't here for preseason last year. I wasn't here for training camp, so I didn't really get to see a ton of who he was, you know, at, at that time. The only Josh Ball I've seen <laughs> was the Houston game <laughs> when we lost Terrence Steele, and he stepped in for, for Terrence momentarily before they said, Jason Peters, get out there and handle it. Yeah. And we know how that game goes. 98-yard yeah. drive down the field capped off by that touchdown in Cowboys win. So uh, he's actually someone who I've had circled on my like roster as far as players to watch because I, I think very similar to me, that's kind of the only taste that Cowboys fans have really gotten to see out of him as well. So I'm curious to see uh, his progression, you know, how he's going to fit, uh, all that good stuff. So, yeah, the offensive line is definitely uh, important, and it's it's – it's, it's something. It's there. It's yeah. something. It's, you know, it's, it's, I'm lost for words. Something I also wanted to make sure to mention that I, I meant to mention in the last segment, but you totally just sparked my brain when you mentioned the tight ends and you don't want them to block. Can no, I no, no, say, no. I want them well, to block. You don't, want, you don't want them to be laser focused. You want them more involved. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, is That'll be a tweet we, that'll go out. Oh, right. I'm not trying Haley to get wants them to block. That. Haley wants them to block. No, it's interesting because we finally got to see all of them standing next to each other. And, man, they're like clones of each they're other. They're so cute. It's, it's insane. So cute. It's the four sickening. horsemen are insane. And they were getting a lot of really good reps. I mean, you saw Schoonmaker in there. You saw uh, Jake. You saw Peyton. You, you saw even uh, Sean getting a lot of good reps as well. So what I really like, too, is it seems like they're really focused on not only, you know, blocking, like you said, but the reps that I did see, you saw Jake Ferguson making some good plays. He, he was springy. He was ready. He, he was ready to go. Yes, I'm so glad you mentioned him he as well. He looks so good. Because that, you can see in his movement, I, I think tight end is such a refined position. It, yeah. You can be an athlete and everything, but it takes time to understand, like, the body of a tight end, the way that they play angles. Mm -hmm. And he seems like he's he's getting it. Yeah. And you, watching him, he seems more free in his play. You you can tell yep. so and I, I saw that he got invited to Travis Kelsey's camp and stuff and these are all things that are going to help him be better but you can tell he's put in work in the offseason yeah. you can tell yeah. he's put in work playbook and mm -hmm. also taking care of his body yeah and you heard it here first because I got to talk to Schoonmaker yesterday and y'all know I've been hanging high on this since he mentioned I want to talk to Jason Witten I want to know and I asked him I was like did you get in contact with him and he said yes and I learned so much, it almost felt like my head was growing from all the things he was telling me. And so, uh, unfortunately, we're in media days. Everyone's being taken every which way. <laughs> and I was like, what did he say? And then my player, who was Tyler, Tyler Biotish at the time, was done. So I had to go to the next station. I was like, hold that thought. We will come back to this conversation. So I really hope I get to uh, go back and talk to him. But he did talk to Jason Witten, and he said he really was soaking it in from the two minutes I got to talk to him about it. So... Uh, you heard it here first. They got in contact, so let's see what uh, 
Let's see what Schoon can take from what Jason Witten had to tell him. It's interesting as well with those tight ends because you the assumption is with Dalton Schultz no longer being here that Jake Ferguson is the natural shoe-in to take over that Dalton Schultz role, right? right. Like that's just it makes sense. But when you look at how competitive that room truly is, I know we always talk and we joke about them being the besties, the four horsemen, and, and they are. Like, they're so tight on and off the field, which is tremendous. It is also tremendous because it creates competition. Mm. And I I really believe that Schoonmaker is, is going to challenge Jake on some of those first team reps. I think he is going to be a significant contributor to this team from a blocking standpoint, but also uh, getting more involved in the offense. I know we've talked about it before, uh, just the system that he came from in Michigan. He's already prepared to play at the professional level. Um, So I think it's very good that Jake is taking strides to become that tight end one. And you can tell from his attitude, too. He's always kind of had that kind of swaggy, dominant, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I'm the dude kind of energy. You see that a little bit more, but it's like this much more mature. Yes. You know what I mean? Like he's carrying, he's still the same swaggy, tatted up Jake Ferguson who, you know, is, he's cool and he's chill, but it's just like this much more refined. And that's also because they drafted a a tight end and like, you know what I'm saying? Like they drafted a tight end in the second round. And so that lights fire to his but too, you know, to let him know, to let him know that, you know, you know, you got to keep working. You got to keep getting better. And, um, yeah, competition. Mike McCarthy is huge about Mike, uh, about competition. Training camp must be crazy. The must competition in all the different spots. Man, yep. listen. <laughs> it is going to be sensational. All right. Let's go ahead and take our second break. This is a good stopping point. When we come back, uh, the Cowboys have cleared up a little bit of cap space. We're going to talk about that and uh, maybe where they can utilize that money to make this team even better here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Dear past, present, and future football watchers, you know why we're here. The football season is back! Woo! And since that's too amazing to miss a single second's worth, Pepsi is officially giving you permission to always put football first. Like, maybe those in-laws are back in town. Well, better hope they're football fans because your Sunday is completely booked. Long story short, crack open a Pepsi and don't let anything get between you and your football watching. With love, Pepsi. Made for football watching. Ah. That's what I like. If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one with a bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844-326-6266. That's 844-326-6266 or go to My Bariatric Solutions. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. 
Welcome back to our final 15 minutes here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's go over to Jess. Join us for a Dallas Cowboys Juneteenth celebration in partnership with Miller Lite at Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium on Saturday, June 17th from 4 to 8 p.m. Enjoy live entertainment, play lawn games, and shop local black-owned businesses. For more information, you can visit attstadium.com slash Juneteenth. Sounds amazing. Yes, I will be emceeing that as well, so come hang out with girl yes. uh, as we celebrate the incredibleness that is black culture. Yes. Alright, shifting gears here for our last block. Uh, last week, I believe it was last week, last week the NFL Network put out the top 10 most competitive rosters up until this point. Uh, and I'm going to read you guys the top 5. So, coming in at number 1 unfortunately, the Philadelphia Eagles. Number 2, Kansas City Chiefs. Number 3, the San Francisco 49ers. And number 4, the Cincinnati Bengals. Guess who's number 5? Spoiler alert. They got to put the Cowboys at five. I know. It's your they Dallas Cowboys. The uh, they have, in terms of what they did in the offseason, in terms of what they did, you know, in free agency, all that stuff, the Cowboys are going into 2023, as of right now, as the number five most complete roster. Now, we know there's obviously still some holes. We talked about the kicker position, uh, the office and blind. There's still some holes as well and a couple other places where they can do some moving and shifting and, and, and all that good stuff. Uh, but something that did come out this morning uh, because of the June 1st deadline, a lot more cap space has been freed up, a lot of that because of Ezekiel Elliott. So the Cowboys have roughly $10.9 million freed mm-hmm. in cap space because of when they did the release for Ezekiel Elliott. So... My question for you ladies as we wrap up this show, where do you spend that money? Do you spend it at all? What do you do? Kicker. <laughs> Kicker. Tell them how you feel, girl. Kicker. Here's are the thing. you telling me that I could make? <laughs> Haley, go. Why are you still sitting here? Ma'am. Haley, I'll be go. Your, I'll be your manager. <laughs> I'm going to have to drop the video. So for, for reference, I played soccer in college, obviously. Uh, but when I was working in Alabama, I did a story over a young lady who was the first uh, high school female kicker in Auburn High School history. She's the coolest girl yeah. ever, Ellie Rodney. To this day, I still keep up with her. She's awesome. Uh, but I did a story with her, and uh, she taught me how to kick a field goal. And she walked me through it one by one piece by piece, and I kid you not, I'm bragging a little bit, but I kid you not, my first field goal attempt was about 35 out. Okay, so why are you sitting here? Go talk to Bones. (laughs) Wait, wait. It was about 35 yards out. I was wearing Vans, jeans, and a polo. Flex on them then. And y'all, I'm not going to lie. I drilled it. Tell him. I drilled it. I will. I will. I will re. I'll find the video. It's on Twitter. I'll find it. I will post it. Uh, But I'm not kidding, y'all. I'm a baller. Look. Do you have workout clothes with you? OTAs start again in a couple hours. I'm gonna need you ready to go. We'll see. Um, We'll see in the little pads. Oh my god. No. It's. uh, I say kicker because Jerry specifically talked about you know when we talked to him recently about how he wants somebody who's a little bit younger as compared to an older guy which makes sense right you you want somebody to grow within your organization you don't want to keep worrying about this kicker situation season after season after season you need stability within your kicker and I think you know when you look at what happened last season with Brett Maher is he still remains the top scorer in the NFL I mean, you're talking about a kicker. It was beating out everybody that had the most points in the NFL. (laughs) Um, And the thing is, is yes, we know what happened come playoff time. We we understand why the decision is to, you know, not have him in the conversation anymore. But 
you also see what a difference that made within those crunch time games with when you needed the kicker Brett Maher was there especially when you're talking uh, the first what five weeks of the season post Dak Prescott thumb injury and Cooper Rush was kind of getting his feet on the ground you knew you could count on the kicking game and it was just a good place to be in for me if you want a younger guy you need to invest in somebody and you need to have that incentive which is yes you're coming to play for the Dallas Cowboys but here's a little bit of extra cash you know spend on the kicker don't be cheap on the kicker because again it is such an important part of this game and I don't want to sit here and worry about this kicker situation anymore it's just it, it, it is one of those things if I think about it too much before I go to bed I'm not going to bed like that it's just it's eating me Jess, alive you need to Dang, read a book it got you like it got you <laughs> like that <laughs> Yeah, I've been. I've been stressing because here's the thing. I, I, this is no shade to Tris, Tristan at all, mm -hmm. right? This is no shade, but I you need healthy competition in here because we saw what happened last season. I mean, we're talking all the way up until training camp before Brett Maher came in, and even then, Brett Maher's history with the Cowboys prior, nobody was really excited about it at first, and then you know he had his growth. He did everything he needed to do, but all that to say. I'm, I am uh, worried about the O-line where it stands, and, and worried's not, worried's a heavy word. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned to what it looks like right now. I will not be concerned come September. I, I know that, right? Yeah. So where it is right now, but kicker, I'm concerned about where kicker stands right now. It's a big question mark what it can look like come September, especially when you're talking about these big, shiny names that are still available, and kickers a position that every team can always spruce up if they don't have somebody that's dependable and reliable kicker kicker spend on a kicker <laughs> well yeah i uh, think jess wants a kicker Kicker. <laughs> clearly he was not playing no. uh but yeah so of course kicker um i i, I think the cowboys gonna either hold on to that change and see what happens in training camp see if somebody get dinged up see if there's a need there i will say my spidey senses start tingling when you said that uh oh yeah. Uh -oh. When you said that Josh Ball was playing right guard, and I know he was, yeah. but if is he the backup right guard yeah. to? All right, we're gonna talk about that another day. But that, <laughs> I'm telling you, like so it's to to Zach Martin. So no I, shade. That's, I'm not. I hate throwing shade to these guys because it's they're no so shade. nice. No, but. it's no shade. No, we're evaluating. It's no shade. Barnacles. And the thing is, is anything you we say on here, we would tell them. No, I know. To I know, their I know, faces. I know. I just and but, that is that's important to know. O line help. Uh, possibly bring in someone for you know O line help um, if that's possible. But I also too I if I'm not mistaken I don't know if it's C D or Trayvon is I think C D has the fifth year but Trayvon C D has his fifth year Trayvon is in a contract year so there could be you know maybe conversations of talking about his cash or however they decide to do that um, going into next season just to kind of settle things out so there's not that, is Trayvon going to get paid mm -hmm. all during the season and stuff? So maybe that's something they do, but they're going to hold on to that coin. They're going to mm -hmm. see what they got at training <laughs> camp, and uh, and then they'll make their decisions from there. Because I think they brought they brought in Terp camp, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Anthony Barr camp. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The kickers, oh, Maher yeah. camp. Barr. Yeah, yep. so they, they're they going to hold on to that cash and see what they have in the gentleman at camp, and then they'll probably decide, like, okay, well, we do need this. It's more so kind of seeing what they got in-house first. You mentioned CD. Uh, we keep talking about media days. It's it's fun. It was fun to see them at media days before yeah. I got to see them at OTAs because that was my first, like, re introduction not to introduction, them, that's but dumb, yeah. but you know what I mean. That's yeah. like my first time seeing them really in their element since— 
San Francisco. And so they're all in a good mood. They're hyped up. They're taking pictures. And, you know, like, they're doing all their little hype stuff. Um, and I was walking around with Sam Williams. And it, I love seeing Sam. Uh, Sam's a guy who I've yeah. covered in my career previously. So we have that connection. I, and I just I love spending time with him because he's just the biggest goofball. He never oh, takes anything serious unless no. it's football. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I'm walking around with him, and uh, we're getting ready to go into the room where they're doing some stuff with our creative team, and CD is standing outside. And so we were talking, I think, about, like, piercings or something like that. It had nothing to do with anything that was important, but we were talking about uh, piercings. And CD casually just drops in the conversation. He's like, because uh, one of the um, promo girls had a, like, yeah. her the inside of her ear was pierced. Oh. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but it was crazy and it looked like it was painful. So that's what we were talking about. And, um, and CD, so we're all talking about that. And CD is like, yeah, I was hanging out with Usher one time and he had that uh, ear piercing too. Okay. He said it hurt too. And for me, like, okay, cool. Like, I'm sure these people have, like, yeah. hella important people in their phone. So I didn't think anything of it. But before anyone could say anything, Sam was like, oh, you're just going to name drop us <laughs> like that in the conversation? <laughs> like, we're not. Like, like, that, like that's like not that's cool. normal. Yep. And CD, just as cool as possible, he kind of, like, flicked his dreads back. And he's like, he's like, yeah, like, we were just hanging out. Like, we were just, you know, at a, at a function. And I was like, okay, yeah, we're just out of function with Usher. So. Oh, man. Oh, to be a cowboy. <laughs> right. Like, right. oh, to know what piercings. Usher has in his ears. That was great. That's so random. That is random. Uh, but it's just, it is really good uh, just to see how good of a mood they're in, just to kind of bring oh, things yeah. full circle. Um, I did think Sam, like I said, Sam was fun. Uh, I asked him what his goals were this season, and he said, I want to get 10 sacks. He said, oh, I had 12 okay. tackles for loss last year. I had five, I yeah. believe he had five sacks last year, um, but that's his goal. He said, I want 10 sacks okay. this year. Yeah, he's a guy so, I think can take an up, uptick mm -hmm. in this defense. He looks bigger, too. That's always yeah. something that's interesting, too, when you see these guys. Layton has slimmed up. He actually yes. was joking about how his shoulder pads didn't fit because he, uh, <laughs> he slimmed up a little bit. Tyler Smith looks like a unit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like he's like baby Osa because Osa to me is like prototypical. Like when I think of a football player, I think it's of Osa and Diggy Zua, just yeah. big shoulders, strong legs, like just solid. Yeah. And Tyler Smith is on his way to that. But Sam as well. Uh, he yeah. His arms were a lot stronger. He lost a little bit of the baby weight in his face. Uh, so uh, we're looking good, guys. Yeah, that's something that I really noticed from the guys being in the locker room. I'm. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. That's that's kind of from the draft and just kind of how I look at players is mm -hmm. how lean they are, how they. And so I really wanted to ask the guys like, what did you do in the off season to take care of your body? Mm -hmm. How are yep. you eating? You weren't just eating Doritos, right? <laughs> like, what was you doing? You don't have to call me out. Aisha. <laughs> I was like, I had Doritos yesterday. Was, what about it? <laughs> I was talking to them and it was so dope just to hear how many of the guys had certain regiments they really followed and they mm. were strict to. Um, like you said, some guys have leaned out. Some guys have put yeah. on muscle that is needed mm -hmm. and it was just I, I, I saw uh, Tyler be honest too and I was yeah. like look at you and your grown man body like you because you can yeah. tell that and because it, it does it takes time to develop into that body everybody don't come in here like Mozzie everybody don't come in here like that can so. I just say <laughs> yesterday was the first time I've actually stood close That's to Mozzie oh, yeah. and he's massive he's I a just problem, was like um, hello problem. you are a human wall like what is going I know. on and he's so like he nice so too so it's just like it, that's how I feel about yeah. Junior Fajoko like, oh yeah he's massive and then you talk to him and he's like oh how are you doing and this yeah. and that like he's got a little four-month-old baby he, they have girl. A yeah. yeah they have a this I will since Mike McCarthy has been here I do think that there is a a certain 
character that you can feel. Yeah. There's a lightheartedness to a lot of the gentlemen that they draft. Um, and, and it's, I think it's healthy for the locker room. I really yeah. do think it's healthy to have you have some some somewhat older guys. I know you said you touched base with uh, Tank Lawrence, yeah. um, and yeah. he's realizing that he's really a veteran in yeah. here now. He's a veteran yeah. in here. He's and very then, honest about yes, it. Yes, and then you have those middle guys like Dak, and then you have these young guys. Tank I think, has a 16-year-old daughter, y'all. Stop. I know. Yeah. That's Are you for I real? Said, I'm dead for real. He's got I, a 16-year-old, and 16? I think he said a five, six-year-old. A 16-year-old hmm. and a six-year-old, I think is what he told me yesterday. Yeah. I was um, I was escorting. Uh, it was Junior Fihoko because basically our, our jobs were to make sure everybody got where they needed to go. When you're talking about a handful of football <laughs> players that need to take different videos and pictures, and you can get, get a little chaotic. Yeah, so I'm walking around and I'm holding their pads and their helmets, and I'm like, "It's okay, guys, I got this." <laughs> we um, are carrying all their stuff. Yeah, I was, I was carrying it around, and so um, it was it was funny because I my last guy of the day yesterday was uh, was Junior. And we were talking, and the man loves Pink Starburst. I mean, I didn't mm. know his love for Pink Starburst really went as far as it did, guys, but he <laughs> loves specifically the Pink Starburst. I was like, we I have that, that in common, <laughs> best flavor. Um, but what I really like talking about him, too, and, and I mentioned this from my first reaction of him, was the family and the importance of his family. The whole time we were there, we were talking about our families because that's all he wanted to talk about was his family, his love for his family, the food, the culture. It just it was so interesting digging into his brain. And so when you talk about they have a type, it's it's this very healthy locker room culture because there was one point where we were all in a room with it was Cooper Rush, Will Greer, um, Tyler Biotish, Tyler Smith, Cavante Turpin, Brandon Cooks, and they're all talking amongst each other. I mean, you're talking about guys in different spots and they were all just such a team. And, you know, what I really one of the main things I took out of media days and getting to be part of that was that Brandon Cooks, we, we talk about setting the example I mean, you're talking about a guy who's waiting in a room for 45 minutes, sitting there, not complaining, not, you know, getting anxious about it, but making conversation with the promo team and his teammates and making the best of the time that he was there. Anybody in that position, whether football player or not, would be like, why am I waiting 45 minutes? This is crazy. I mean, you think about when you go to a doctor's appointment, right? And you're sitting in the waiting room, you get antsy, you get annoyed. No, Brandon Cooks was sitting there and just... It was it was easy to see how the guys around him, wide receiver or not, were taking suit to if Brandon's not complaining about sitting here for 45 minutes, I can't really complain either. So yeah. that was really cool to see firsthand. Your quarterback is good, too. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to throw that out oh, there. Oh, yeah, no, we didn't every, talk about him a lot. Everyone, no, like, yeah. no one has. And, again, it's I think it's just because he's, he's a stack at this point and mm -hmm. his OTAs and stuff. But he looks sharp. He sounds mentally sharp. He got a little on his shoulder, too. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But... I wanted to definitely mention the fact that he looks sharp and he, again, looks like he's in total control of this offense and what it's doing and what's going on. And his supreme confidence just, you know, radiates through the team. I, yeah. I wanted to highlight him because he is their leader and they follow him also yep. as well. So, yeah, I'm excited to get to chat with him today. Before we go, uh, I found my girl, Ellie. This is uh, this is my girl, oh, Ellie go. Rodney. She taught me how to <laughs> kick a field goal. Uh, so shout out to Aww. Ellie. I know she's so cute. She's so Sweet. great. Uh, my girl, um, Ellie. So if you guys see me out at practice, mind your business. I'm trying to make the roster. Girl, That'll do it for us here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. A reminder, our last episode of the 2022-2023 season is coming up next week. Uh, so be sure to join us for our season finale before we get started uh, later in the year. But join us next week for Girls Talk, Boys Talk. That'll do it for today. We will see you guys next week.
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?